Podcasting from the JK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And we are back after a very long season uh, where we did no shows because of multiple reasons. We'll get into that in just a bit. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson, and this is the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast Hot Stove Edition. The season is over. We are going to forget about it. It, it couldn't have ended any quicker. It, it, it was awful. And uh, so moving forward, we'll look at the offseason. Uh, lots of stuff happening already. Uh, of course, Reds Hall of Fame uh, made a decision. Uh, we'll get into that. And uh, Reds Fest is coming back. It's going to be awesome. I've missed it. So uh, anyway, let's get into uh, into it. Uh, so we our last show was in April. I think the Reds may have finally won a game or maybe not. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, I had some personal health issues. I had a heart attack, uh, kind of took a step away for a bit. Uh, you've had your health issues of recent recently so uh but i'm i'm ready to talk some reds baseball yeah i'm looking forward to 2023 hopefully it's a little bit better well uh you know i I went to the Bengals game the other day and attract a celebrity uh the governor of ohio uh, was walking down the street and uh i'm more of a baseball fan than a football fan but uh so i i got my picture because you know i why not I don't live in Ohio, so I don't have uh, I don't have any skin in the game as far as uh, the political side. Plus, I was there for football. He was there for football, and uh, I asked him about the Reds because I knew he's a huge Reds fan, and uh, it, it looked like I broke his heart. Did, did you get on your knees for the picture? No. Oh, okay. He's no, but but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, but. Uh, but yeah, he—that's he, uh, the first time I've ever heard him like have a negative view, which was kind of, kind of, kind of interesting because you know politicians are always putting on the, the fake, uh, good face. I, I mean, I guess during COVID, there was a couple times he, he got kind of somber. But over something, uh, something like trivial as baseball, um, uh, yeah, he 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 uh, he looked pretty down. I I think I ruined his day by mentioning the Reds. Well, I mean, anytime you mention the Reds during football season, that's a bad thing. Yeah, except except this time the the Bengals are are doing doing fairly good. But uh, anyway, back into the Reds. Uh, lots of things happening the uh, today, and then we'll get into it uh, a little bit more. Some of the other free agents, but today the Mike Miner era is over. Thank God. <laughs> uh, Reds did not pick up his uh, mutual option. Uh, most likely I, I would guess that he is probably going to retire. He had mentioned it when, uh, he got injured. He said he was thinking about retiring. So if he does, Hey, good, good for him. Yeah. I, I, I'm not hundred percent sure what he did with Kansas city, but I don't think his last half of the season there was that great. And, uh, I, I'm not even sure if he had one good game with the reds. I think he did have one, one out of like, well, I don't know how many starts he had, but he had about one good start. Yeah. 
So anyway, best of luck to him. He did, he did have a pretty good major league career, long major league career. And any, anytime you can have that, uh, that's always uh, a good thing personally. Definitely not a Hall of Fame uh, contender. Then, of course, the Reds also lost uh, a number of free agents. Probably the most notable on that list was uh, Donovan uh, Solano. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a solid player. I'd like to see him bring him back. Uh, um, I mean, Austin Romine might come back because he needed to get back. We lost three catchers in, the, in one day. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> uh, let's just go over the the players that uh, that left. Uh, free agency, Chase Anderson. I really don't even know anything about him, even though he played for the team. Uh, Austin Romine, he ended up being a pretty decent uh, backup after uh, – after the injuries, uh, I mean, not nothing that you'd write home about or get excited about, but uh, uh, he managed the staff very well and had a little bit of a veteran presence. Yeah, that's what you need. Hunter yeah, Strickland. Hunter Strickland is gone. Yes. Goodbye. I pack his bags for him, put him on the plane. Oh, <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll come back and have like a zero ERA with whatever team he pitches for next year. It'll be like Seattle Perez when he went to Baltimore. He yeah. had a one point something ERA, and he, when he was here, he had six. Yeah, and of course, you know, he was a young player here. Hunter Strickland is not the definition of a young player. No, he was awful. Uh, Justin Wilson, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, he, he was hurt most of the season, so I can't, right. really can't say anything bad about him. Ryan Hendricks, uh, Robert Duggar, who seemed like he got uh, added and released more than. Um, a temp, a temp worker at a, at Amazon. Yeah. Like three or four times. And then I didn't even know he was on the team. Luke Farrell. Yeah. He made a couple of relief appearances at the end there. And then, uh, of course we lost, uh, the Olympian Mark Colos Vart. Uh, uh, Vari. Thank you. <laughs> Aramos Garcia. And, uh, and Michael Papirski. I, I, like I can Papirsky. do the Span I can do most of the Spanish names. It's the uh European names I have issues with. I like Papirski because it was switch hitter, and it's good to have a switch hitter on your team anytime. Yeah, of course you like like you said, we have one catcher right now, and that's Tyler Stevenson, who a lot of fans are wanting to see either move to first base or even DH. They still got Chucky Robinson. Uh, is he still on the team or in, in the organization, or did he get? I thought I saw him get released too. No, he's a uh, he, he's not on the forty man anymore. He's he's a he's a triple A. Oh, okay. They they uh, they did release him, but because uh, I did see that go across, but okay. I, I guess he's still in the organization. Yeah, I think they resigned him on a minor league contract. Got you. Of course, you know there some of the rumors on hot stove on on some of the free agents. I'm not opposed to this. I love the guy. It'll be at a much cheaper rate. What would you think about bringing Tucker Barnhart back as a uh, one-year deal free agent? You know, the thing is, Tucker couldn't hit for crap, but he could really catch. He's got two gold gloves to prove it, and I wouldn't right. mind that. Right. And, you know, and and uh, he had a couple of years where he hit pretty good, but he didn't do well in uh, Detroit at all. No, I don't even think he's even starting there. Right. Yeah, I think I think it kind of it kind of ended bad for him. I know Detroit was super excited uh when he signed with them or uh, when he uh, got traded to them, but uh 
I, I would love to see him come back. I think it would help with, with some of the young pitchers. It would help with Tyler Stevenson, and it, it would definitely be more of a backup role. I was okay with the deal just from a business standpoint because an $8 million backup catcher when you're cutting payroll makes zero sense. Right. But he was uh, cheap. I mean, he's a, he, he was not very expensive to begin with. Why not? Right. I mean, now, now he's probably going to be in that veteran two to $3 million a year range, uh, which seems ridiculous for, for, uh, for a guy that struggled last year, but in a backup, but that's where baseball is. Yeah. In an age of everybody's overpriced and, and they get hurt and 50 games in or whatever, for a guy like him, it would be great. He can come here. He can play 50, 60 games as backup and still be happy. Right, so he can help the young pitchers. You got young pitchers that need some guidance. Yeah, and the Reds, I mean, they haven't came out and said it. I know Nick Crawl is not going to sign any long-term major free agent signings, so uh, we can write those off. And I'm kind of okay with that as long as uh, as long as they find the right pieces. That, that's the only problem. When the last time that they spent money, they kept adding places they already had enough. Uh, enough backups for so you're overpaying guys like Shogo and and Mike Moustakis uh when those positions were needed but the bullpen was I mean you wonder what are the chances Moustakis gets released yeah I mean right right now the Reds payroll sits at uh 43 million dollars currently uh estimated 20 million dollars for uh, arbitration salaries, another $11 million to fill out the payroll at minimum salaries. And so that ends up being a uh, projected total payroll right now is $75 million. I think the Reds will end up in that 90 to $100 million range. So they have, you know, 15 to $25 million that they could spend this offseason. One player is not going to make a difference, so you're not going to go out and get a major free agent signing. But you could get three or four you know, guys on one-year deals and uh, and if, if it's the places that they need and not the scrap heap guys, like they kind of that next level above the scrap heap guys, kind of like a Donovan Solano. He was not a scrap heap signing. No. He's an established player. But no more, no more Doolittles, no more Hunter Stricklands. If you're going to go to the bullpen – Get a get a four or five million dollar guy that's gonna give you solid innings. I mean, the back of the bullpen now, you got Diaz, you got Antone coming back, hopefully Lucas Sims. Of course, Art Warren is uh gonna be out for the year uh due to injury. Yeah. He's not having Tommy John, he's just having uh an elbow issue. Right. And he's having it fixed. And and of course the the other issue is coming up and we'll probably talk that on, on the next episode either after it happens or before it happens. They've changed the dates all around. I think it's earlier now, which I like because it used to fall right around Reds Fest, uh the non-tender date. So you'd see guys get fired while they're getting ready to go into an autograph line to sign autographs for players. Billy Hamilton was was one of those players. It was kind of sad. Yeah, you hate to see that. So I'm glad it's earlier. I, I'm pretty sure it's November 18th is the day that they have to do non-tenders. Uh, but the Reds will definitely have to do non-tenders because they also have to protect players like uh, De La Cruz and a few others on the uh, 40-man roster. So they'll have to make some 
tough decisions. Aristides Aquino is uh, definitely a candidate for uh, non-tender. Yeah, I would cut my losses with him. Uh, Hoffman, I'm kind of mixed on him. He he performed fairly well last year. Yeah, Hoffman was okay, but then he, he got injured. Right. So I mean, uh, uh, there'll be. Some, I, I, but if you're talking about protecting Daylight Cruz or keeping Jeff Hoffman on the forty man, uh, that's an easy decision. Well, let me ask you this: What do you think about bringing back a Rose Chapman? Nope. He'd become cheap. I mean, he would be a cheap buy right now. Yeah, he has way too many uh, non-baseball issues. I, th- I think he would be a bad influence on guys like Diaz. Um, I, I would pass. I before before some of the stuff came out about him with New York, and, and uh, I mean, if he if he can't if he can't uh, play hard in New York, uh, where you have all that pressure. And then he had a reputation for sleeping until the seventh inning when he was here. Of course, you know, he, he woke up and would dominate it, but he's not dominating anymore. Uh, I, I would pass. I mean, if I'm the Reds, I'm looking at a guy like Michael Givens. He's, he's cheap as well. Now, him I, him I like because he, he did well with the Reds a couple of years ago. I'm not sure what he did last year. He uh, was with the Cubs and the Mets with 7-3 and three and a 3.38 ERA and 59 games. Yeah, I would take that. But, I mean, some of the players are getting back in the bullpen. Art Warren kind of hurts. I know he struggled last year, but he was probably injured. Uh, San Martin did better in the bullpen than he did in the uh, in, in the starting rotation, but uh, I would have him as your last option on that, on that bullpen. But you have guys like, uh, just looking at it, T.J. Friedel. No, T.J. Friedel's not that. Uh, I meant Antone. Uh, you have Alexis Diaz, uh, Lucas Sims. Can you imagine what the bullpen would have been if Sims wouldn't hurt? Uh, then you have uh, Moretta, who who uh, turned things uh, on pretty late in the season. Before I think he got injured too, that didn't he? Yeah, most of them did, really. Yeah, so I, I mean, uh, you, I think they need to sign maybe one guy or one or two guys uh, to come in for the bullpen, sure up the bullpen starting rotation with the young, young arms. I'm, I'm excited about, I don't think they need to do much there unless they can get Johnny Cueto on the cheap. I mean, I think the lack of left-handed relievers as well, that hurt. I think you needed somebody I'd like Justin Wilson's left-handed and missed him all year. Right. I mean, you go out and get a Josh Hader. But I mean, there's no, there's no telling what he's going to cost. Right, right. Yeah, they don't need to spend big next year. They just need right. to fill in holes, but not off the bottom of the barrel. They have the, the, this is the first year coming up is where they really have true payroll flexibility to where if they, you know, are like the uh, the Guardians were this year, surprise some people. They have they have room to make moves if they need to at the uh, trade deadline. The Guardians didn't really make very many moves. I may have hurt them in the uh, in the postseason, but uh, you know you can win with young players. Uh, but the the problems historically with the Reds is they've just never had. They've always spent. I think we did a show on that where they typically spend about the same amount of their payroll every single year, and they and 
come trade deadline, they have no room to do anything. Right. I mean, even like what Strickland walking away, you need a really, you need a veteran guy to replace him. Like a brand hand. Right. He's a free agent. But you don't want to the great year with the Phillies. At the same time, you don't want to go over that 90 to a hundred million dollar payroll. If you're not going to be going all in next year and have, and have all the young guys ready. I, I think they're a couple of years away from having De La Cruz and, uh, uh, of course, Steer came up last year, but uh, there's a few other guys that's going to be part of that next core item uh, that uh, we'll have to see. Anyway, uh, yeah. lots of things to talk about uh, throughout the offseason. Uh, of course, we can go into uh, the fun part of the offseason, finally coming back after COVID. Allegedly, the last year was COVID. It, it wasn't. It was a player's uh, lockout, lockout. Yep. Or, or the owner's lockout, I should say. But Reds Fest is back, and, is. and I'm excited. I, I think I, there's the selfish part of me is hoping that you know all the sell the team Bob and all the De- Debbie Downers that um, said they're through with the game. I, stay away. Let let us have fun. Uh, maybe they'll go back to where they don't have to cut off the the autograph lines at 225 people. Uh, or get more time to, to talk with some of the players. Right now, uh, there is one major leaguer that has confirmed that he will be at Reds Fest. Joey, oh, Joey Votto. Oh, yeah. We love Joey Votto. There is, is one. He, there is one. Is he, he going to do a TikTok there? I'm sure he will. <laughs> uh, minor leaguers, there's quite a, quite a bit of talent. Andrew Abbott, Jay Allen, Edwin Arroyo. Joe Boyle, Tyler Callahan, Cam Collier, Christian Encarnacion Strand, Austin Hendrick, Reese Hines, TJ Hopkins, Ricky Karcher, Alex McGarry, Matt McClain, Connor Phillips, Christian Roa, Sal Stewart, Levi Stout, and Brandon Williamson. And this is the time to get the those autographs if you're an autograph collector because the casual reds fan aren't going to know who these guys are <laughs> for the most part i mean hunter green was obviously obviously a, uh, an exception if if de la cruz is there his line will probably be fairly long but you know some of the other guys are are projected to be some top stars uh when they hit the majors whether or not they'll be the joey Votto level or like a nick senzel level uh, but now's the best time to get those autographs because their lines may be empty. You can just walk up, talk to them for a little bit. And, uh, and that, that's the fun part about Reds Fest is meeting some of these younger rookies or minor yeah. leaguers. Yeah. I mean, Dela Cruz and Marte are going to be fun to watch one yeah. day. Now, right now, there's only one coach listed, and he may be the only one left. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> firing. David Bell. Yeah, everybody else got fired pretty much. Yeah, or or left. I think uh, so one of the uh, other assistants coaches, the pitching coach, assistant pitching coach, uh, just left for another team as well. Well, I mean, Derek Johnson's still here, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, alumni, Marty Brenneman is in the alumni right. category now. Hello, uh, broadcasters, Jeff Brantley, Jim Day, Brian Giesenslaw, Sam LeCure, Annie Sabo is going to be there, John Sadak. 
Tommy Thrall and Chris Welsh. I, I know John, I love John Sadak. He's a wrestling fan. Uh, so that kind of moved him up. He talked NWO on the uh, broadcast. So I, I like John Sadak. I know some people don't like the style of today's announcers, but that's the style of today's announcers. If you watch NFL, if you watch the MLB on Fox, um, that that's kind of the style is a lot of stats, a lot of analytics. I know some people don't like that, uh, but that's that's how uh, baseball is called today, and it's gonna get it's gonna get even worse next year as sports betting comes to Ohio. Is Barry Larkin gonna be there? Barry Larkin is not on the list as of yet. Oh, I hope he makes it. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he. Uh, that's kind of a good question because I think he's only done one Reds Fest. You figure Reds Fest should be like an like an open forum for guys that are in the Hall of Fame or, or just veteran Reds players that should show up and just hey. Yeah. Well, some of them have uh, other commitments, and I think there's payments involved too. Yeah, probably. So, but uh, Reds Fest always a good time. There will be more major leaguers. Uh, there are also uh, there's an auction to get guaranteed autographs with uh, major leaguers one Friday, one Saturday. Opening bid is two hundred and fifty dollars. And there's also a uh, drawing for 200 spots per uh, major league. The, the 250 gives you four autographs guaranteed. It's not bad. And uh, I'm looking. So for Friday, the elite pass is uh, guaranteed of Graham Ashcraft, Hunter Green, Jonathan India, and Tyler Stevenson. So those four players, barring some... Uh, Something, uh, some circumstances keeping them away will definitely be there as well. Uh, you know, Brandon Phillips was always on these elite passes and he never, he just never would uh, confirm with the Reds that he was going to be there. But, you know, he was always going to be there because he, he loved the attention from the fans. I think he loved the fans or at least sometimes loved the fans, but, uh, he, uh, definitely uh, loved the Reds fest, but he, he, he did not like confirming that with Reds officials. No, I'm sure George Foster will be there. He's usually there every year. Yeah, he usually does something uh, separate uh, where it's an ex because for his own personal charity. Uh, so he signs. I be- that's typically how it is. I, uh, but he, he he's always a good good guy to be around as well. And the charity, I forget what it is, but it's a really great cause. And then on day two, Saturday, the guaranteed autographs for the uh, drawing and for the elite pass is Joey Votto, Kyle Farmer, Nick Lodolo, and. Alexis Diaz. Out of those two groups, I, I know Jonathan India is in the first group, but I, I kind of, I kind of would go if I was going to uh, bid two hundred and fifty plus dollars, I would go for day two with Joey Votto and Alexis Diaz and Kyle Farmer, uh, especially Joey Votto because this is probably this could be his last Reds Fest. I don't think it will be, but it definitely could be, at least until he's an alumni. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think the second day would be great. I mean, Alexis Diaz is a future star. He proved that in in, in this crappy season we just had. Um, but yeah, but Joey Votto is he's he's a Reds legend now. Right, um, and, and you know, the, many years left. Uh, the next next year, the Reds have to make a decision, and it probably will depend on how he plays. Actually, he has to make the decision too, because if if he plays poorly again this year, he I I can't see him trying to continue to play for the Reds or another team. 
Uh, if he plays well this year, though, the Reds are going to have a tough decision. I think they'll. I think they will either pick up his uh, his uh, option or work out some type of extension to where uh, they can bring him back without paying him twenty million. Well, as long as he doesn't pull a Tom Brady, I'll play until forty five or fifty. I think. Well, you know, he, he's he's not married, so he doesn't have to worry about that distraction. Yeah, he doesn't need any bloodsuckers for this. <laughs> Stay single, Joey. Oh, but uh, yeah, Reds Fest is <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. December 1st, or not December 1st, December 2nd and 3rd, I think. Yes, you're correct. So, And it's going to be at the Duke Energy Convention Center. There was some uh, rumors and innuendo that uh, they were going to have it at Great American Ballpark, which would have been awful. Too cold. And I, I think the last thing to talk about this week is the Hall of Fame, Reds Hall of Fame, that is, has been announced, and Bronson Arroyo is getting inducted into the Reds Hall of Fame next year. Great choice. Well deserved. I, well deserved. I, I will say one thing about the process I don't like. What's that? One, they changed the rules this year on eligibility. Fill me in. I don't even know. Well, before it was always you had to be out of baseball for three years. Okay. This year they changed it to five, and I think they did it to keep one person out. Mm. This is my conspiracy. I'm putting on the tinfoil hat. I really think the Reds Hall of Fame changed the eligibility rules this year. And and to be honest, they changed them all the time because the year Marty got in, they didn't have a vote. Uh along those lines, but I think they changed it this time to keep out Brandon Phillips. I was about to say Brandon Phillips. Well, if, what's a conspiracy against Brandon Phillips? I, I don't know, but uh, I, and, and you know, in years past, they've had more than one person elected or selected. So I, I, I really thought we're getting to the era where the 2010 through 2013 team have, have players that should be in the Reds hall of fame. Jay Bruce would be one of them, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely agree with Bronson. Uh, I mean, he was the he was kind of the catalyst that got that team there, uh, coming over from Boston in that trade for Willie Mopena. He was one of the first moves made, so uh, definitely deserves to be in the Reds Hall of Fame. Scott Rowland, I believe, deserves to be in both Cooperstown and the Reds Hall of Fame. Agree. And then uh, the other guy. Uh, Aaron Harang, I I, I kind of hate that he didn't make it because he kind of fell into like some, what some of the players on the last four or five years are going to fall into with this Reds team where he was really good on some really bad Reds teams. I kind of feel the same. I'm, well, yeah, I kind of feel the same because like guys like Demetri Young and the Boone brothers, I think it should be in Reds Hall of Fame. They had great years. Right, right. So I, it's it's kind of interesting. I, I wish they would do someone every year. They only do it every other year. Yeah, badly. And, and especially since they missed a couple of years with COVID. Um, well, let, let, let's go back to uh, every year. Cause, uh, you know, it, it's a team Hall of Fame. Putting one person in every two years is a little, a little bit too stingy. I, I think Dusty Baker should be in the Reds Hall of Fame. Totally agree. And, and congratulations to him finally uh, getting the World Series uh, class act. 
And uh, kind of wish, in hindsight, I, I think all of us got onto the fire dusty bandwagon. Some people were way out of line beyond just the hashtag. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, he his goal every year was to win 90 games, six, 15 games a month. I remember him saying, uh, very laid back, but uh, seeing the players get round, uh, gather around him after the celebration and chanting Dusty, uh, I mean, it, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty cool moment. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy he won, finally got his World Series ring. It sucks it was with the Astros, but... <laughs> yeah, it does. It, whatever. <laughs> it, it would I mean, uh, and, you know, the Reds struggled since they changed directions after Dusty left. Uh no one has a time machine to know what it would have been like if he had, if they would not have fired him after the 2013 collapse against Pittsburgh of all teams uh, to end the season and and into the one game playoff. But uh, but yeah, congratulations to Dusty and uh, hopefully the Reds have a little bit more active off season. Uh, probably nothing will happen until January. Hopefully the Reds caravan comes back. It's possible. And uh, we're going to do our best uh, to put out a show a week. Uh, I, I know, Nick, you're going through some uh, stuff right now, so I, I don't know what your availability is. Uh, but we'll we'll try to keep the content going. We may try to do video, which is scary. <laughs> but that seems to be what everybody wants to do today. So we'll do some Facebook Live streaming of this mess we call the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. Yeah, and you know, anybody who follows me on Facebook and, and know that I got esophageal, I don't know, esophageal cancer. Yeah, well, I, I wanted you to say it because I cannot I, pronounce I, it. I can't. <laughs> apparently, I can't either. But uh, yeah, I got that in September, and I've been going. I went through the chemo and the radiation, and all the treatments done. Now it's just talking surgery. So we're gonna do, discuss that on Friday. Uh, the, That'll be the eleventh. We're recording on the on the eighth. Okay. Yeah, on the eighth. Well, so once I, I get to find out when I'm going to have surgery, then uh, you know, keep everybody updated. Yeah. Best best of luck to you. Uh, you know, I shared shared the information on the GoFundMe. Uh, we're hoping to put together a T-shirt to help uh, help help raise some money to su- support the medical costs and and things you're going through right now. But uh, we don't ha- we don't have that finalized yet. <laughs> If you have t-shirt ideas, uh, send them through, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but no, uh, you, you can reach us on uh, Facebook at, uh, Reds fans chatter. Uh, there's a Facebook group, Facebook page, Facebook page. Uh, we put out lots of, uh, news and videos and, uh, that's where we share our podcast as well. So, uh, we need 90 more. Now, now we sound like a telethon. 90 more, <laughs> 90 more viewers and we can do some pretty cool stuff on the, uh, on the Facebook page. And if you just like the audio portion, you can check us out on, on any podcast app that you can, that you have. Yeah. You know, people, people, when they wake up, uh, tomorrow morning or, or when this, uh, when this actually gets uploaded are going to be like, Whoa, I forgot. I subscribed to that. <laughs> it's only been seven months. It's okay. Yeah. We, we went through we, some health problems. We're feeling better. At least yeah, we, we we weren't pregnant, so <laughs> no, <laughs> no, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But Scott, how how are you feeling since? Oh, no, I, I'm doing great. I'm down 45 pounds. I, I need to get back into exercising before I get back into the hospitals. Kind of what I'm looking at. But the holidays are tough. I just got back from from vacation. So and, and this time change sucks. Oh my gosh. I I, I hate 15. I hate winter. It's 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 awful. Man. I you know the 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 I guess the the one positive sign if we lived in like Western Kentucky or. Western Indiana, Evansville area. It gets dark there like four thirty. That's crazy, man. And what happened to the daylight? Yeah, uh, I, I'm ready to go back to Iceland. I, I went to Iceland this summer, and in the summertime there, it's light twenty four hours a day. It's awesome. Yeah, I've seen. I used to watch a show called Insomniac back in the day, and he would go through that whole, whole period, and it'd be midnight, and it's. it's the sun shining it's weird oh it, it was awesome <laughs> i can imagine i, 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 I used to i used to work second shift so i had no trouble sleeping with it being light outside i mean it was cloudy a lot of the time too but it's just insane i've never seen that <laughs> it, it, it was awesome I, I i really wasn't up that late anymore but uh you know 10 30 night walking downtown Reykjavik and uh it was a little cloudy so that i mean cars still had their lights on because it was raining and there because it's cloudy a lot of the times you have to have your lights on anyway yeah but you know being sun sunshiny <coughs> or daylight at uh you know i looked out the window woke up at like two o'clock opened the curtains like oh it's still light outside that's kind of neat back to bed <laughs> <laughs> i used to work third shift that light light never bothered me yeah same same with me and then uh of course, of course you know going there now they have like three hours of daylight so I don't know how they feel. I would like to know how they feel about that. That'd be weird. Yeah. For me. I uh, I guess if you live there, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have to deal with it. Yeah. Well, anyway, until next time, which will probably be another ADD version of our show, Hot Stove League, uh, or we may we may go into some of the uh, details and some players and stuff that we didn't get to this season, but. Um, like I said, we're going to try to do weekly. Uh, sometimes it may just be me. Sometimes uh, we may just not have an episode. Uh, life is pretty busy, uh, but we'll uh, we will do what we can and uh, keep everyone up to date and hopefully have fun stuff to talk about next season. Yeah, I mean, next week we could probably get into the free agent stuff because the end of free agency starts on Thursday the tenth. Right. Yeah, that that might be a good list. Uh, looking at free agents. The top free agents the Reds have no chance on, and then also uh, free agents that uh, the Reds could could potentially bring in. Yeah, Aaron Judge is not coming here. Give it up. <laughs> you know, you, you know how I talked about how the Reds uh, don't need to spend anything big for him. Maybe an exception. You would have to sell the team to him. Because <laughs> he wants a lot of money, That's and he deserves true. it. He deserves it. Sixty-two home runs. He deserves it. Imagine how what many. Imagine how many he would hit here. Oh my God! He probably have ninety by the All Star break. Yeah, but Aaron Judge is not coming here. No. Otani is. Jake, Jacob o, Degrom probably not either. Otani is not getting traded, and even if he was, he's not coming here. No, that would be awesome if he did, but no. Mike Trout is not coming here. Yeah, he'll never leave Anaheim. No. So. Uh, hopefully Hunter Strickland is never coming back here without a ticket. Send him to Japan. 
So anyway, until next time, go Reds. Go Reds.